Chapter Fourteen of Nancy Brandon's Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. The Spy. The strange girl's vivid hair seemed ready to ignite. It was so blazingly red. Her eyes, a queer green, glared at the frightened Nancy, and altogether the intruder's attitude was one of defiance and challenge. Hm she sniffed so this is why you don't go out with rosa you like trying on her clothes when no one's around nancy flushed scarlet so sudden had come the accusation and perhaps because of her secret state of mind concerning the party cape that she felt like one struck down by an enemy somehow the other girl seemed to tower above her although nancy was quite tall the glare of those malicious green eyes seemed to take root in Nancy's own, and above all that, red hair. Yet Nancy had previously always loved red hair. For some moments she did not attempt to reply to the cruel accusation. Then her defense flashed back, true to her instincts of high-born honesty. I have a perfect right to try on my cousin's things if I wish she said loftily but what right have you here keep your voice down demanded the other in angry but subdued tones there's no need to get the house dogs after us house dogs yes that o Margot. don't know why they didn't call her maggot scolded the girl she's more like a watchdog than a woman but i'm in a hurry you needn't mind mentioning my call she sneered and then if i'm sure of that i won't bother telling rosa about your party the inference was so contemptible that nancy shrank away instinctively she had already carefully placed the innocent cape back on its chair and was ready to lower the lights but this last act she deferred she felt safer with that high-strung creature under good clear lights at least but somehow as she looked at her the subtle danger of Aurilla's secret meetings with rosa flooded into nancy's mind for her nancy to make an active enemy of Aurilla would surely mean that much more danger to rosa whereas any possible compromise might at least ensure nancy some knowledge of the other girl's affairs she was thinking fast not that the term idealist applied to her by betty in any way entered into her reasoning but simply because she was nancy of the disciplined mind taught to think twice when in any serious predicament and more than that she had been cautioned by her mother always to put down the proud spirit of revenge and in its place to plant courage courage to do that which was hardest as it would invariably prove to be that which was best to understand nancy as she was acting now it is necessary to understand all this although to her it was merely doing the thing that seemed best do you mean she said very slowly that you do not want rosa to know that you have been here yes snapped the girl just like you don't want her to know you've been here but i don't care why should i nancy could not help that flare of defiance 
you were trying on her new clothes weren't you what's wrong about that don't try to sneak i'm in a hurry is it a bargain or isn't it what blurted nancy now a little bit frightened lest her chance to help rosa might suddenly vanish you keep your mouth shut and i'll do the same the vulgarity of the girl's words offended nancy's sense of respectable english but she knew better than to show her resentment but did you bring a message or something she faltered won't they know you have been here that's my business you just tend to yours and don't worry about mine snapped the stranger it doesn't make any difference to me of course that you've been here orilla nancy almost choked on the name but it was determined to show some good feeling which she did not in the least feel and if it suits you better i don't see why i should tell rosa that's sporty exclaimed the girl a complete change of her queer face with its yellow skin and other peculiar colorings of hair and eyes giving her a decidedly different expression no use being enemies when we're both outsiders she said next i must run along don't worry about party capes they never make folks happy and she was gone her last words although almost whispered left an unpleasant ring in nancy's ears don't worry about party capes she had said almost as if she had discovered nancy's secret and then they don't make folks happy orilla seemed glad of that evidently she didn't want party capes or other luxuries of which she herself had been deprived to make folks happy nancy moved cautiously she felt as if she were still in danger of what she could not guess but since she had so inadvertently made an ally of orilla instead of an enemy she knew she must be careful but was she now in league against rosa that is of course from an outside viewpoint there could be no doubt of her action having sprung from the most honorable motives she was doing a very distasteful thing just to protect rosa if possible from orilla's secret influence yet this would be hard to understand and nancy knew that it would be particularly hard for rosa to understand well she sighed to herself finally as the last faint echo of that almost silent step had died away down the long hardwood hall we'll see what comes of it but i didn't know what else to do she stood for a moment at the door of rosa's room as she left it it was a beautiful room so much softness such lovely silky things all about and the glow of the bird's-eye maple furniture stood out even in that subdued light and yet how empty it was how it lacked personality even a certain untidiness which nancy always remembered as part of ted's humble little room was after all so personal so teddy-like the cape lay on the chair it was a beautiful cape but now instead of being merely beautiful to nancy's critical eye it was the symbol of something to be dreaded to be careful about and to hold as secret 
just as she turned to enter the room which was now hers nancy pulled up sharply at the sound of another step is that you nancy it was margot who put the question and the sight of her was indeed welcome to the perturbed girl oh yes margot she replied assuming as much ease as she could command i was getting a book from rosa's room i'm going to spend a whole evening reading the woman who was more than a maid yet less than a relative laid her white hand upon nancy's arm you will never regret having a fondness for reading she said seriously there is nothing better for a young girl than a good book oh i've always loved to read replied nancy flushing under the compliment but i'm afraid i like it too much there are so many other things to do you know of course there are other things to do admitted margot sort of leading nancy into her room while she talked but i do believe in lots of reading i can't get rosalind to read anything but the most absurd stuff her voice was full of regret at this point can you imagine her reading boys books and detective stories oh yes defended nancy i know lots of girls who do that and boys books are good reading sometimes she feared each new sentence from margot would be a question about the intruder and hardly knew what she herself was saying but you see my dear it's this way with rosa let's sit down i've been wanting a few minutes talk with you nancy pulled out a comfortable chair into which the portly margot deposited herself a low boudoir chair the sort with the lovely square boxy arms suited nancy best and she placed herself into that rosalind is still a darling baby went on margot because her own dear mother had to leave her when rosalind was so young i suppose i am a little too easy with the child but you couldn't understand how very hard it is for me to be severe when i remember that poor dear mother margot was surely genuine in her sympathy and as she talked nancy felt that she could understand so that must be why rosa had always or almost always conquered margot in spite of her usual talk to the contrary she's not half as rebellious as she pretends to be margot continued but i have some worries she stopped and looked so keenly at nancy that the girl felt uncomfortable under the scrutiny then she suddenly asked has she told you anything of this girl orilla no that is not much truthfully answered nancy mother has told me about orilla's disappointment in having to leave uncle frederick's home she added thoughtfully well sighed the trusted woman getting up and preparing to leave i don't mean to ask you to spy on your cousin but i should be glad if you would do what you can to keep her away from that girl i certainly intend to do that declared nancy hardly recognizing her own voice that's right dear and you won't be sorry this is sure to be a trying summer with mr and mrs fred in europe and i'm so glad that you were here rosa needs companionship no girl can grow up alone and be healthy mentally to be sure she has had her school friends but you see my dear 
again the deep-sounding sigh it has been rather hard for her to make friends she's so sensitive about her size why one girl at school last year just followed rosa around she was so fond of her but the child just thought she was seeking favors margot with this confidence and her apparent love for rosa had suddenly taken a new hold on nancy's affections after all it is a woman a girl needs nancy was determining and to her at that very moment margot was the woman End of chapter fourteen